morning and have a dope day. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. <gasps> Happy New Year, everybody. I haven't been able to say that to you guys since the New Year started because this is my first day back since the New Year started. I am so excited to be here with you this morning. And of course, you know, I have to ask how are all God's blessed and highly favored people doing in this new year? And since it's a new year, 2024, I'm going to ask, how are all God's fearfully and wonderfully made people doing today? In this new year, we're going forth 
with everything that God has ordained for our lives. Amen. Amen. And amen. So your girl is back. As you can see, I'm super excited. I, I don't know why I use that term. I really don't like when people put super in front of anything. I think I just did it because I'm so used to hearing it. So no, I'm not going to do that because I don't like, I don't like super anything. And I don't like, can I be honest? You know, those are our two phrases here at the show that we always chuckle about because it's like, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, I took a break, right? Because it was the holidays and everyone takes a break on the holidays. Everybody wants to be festive. Everybody wants to be jovial. Everybody wants to spread love. So I took some much needed rest and relaxation so I could come back refreshed and rejuvenated and ready to give you guys the word, right? That's what y'all look for me. That's what you look to get from me when I'm on this radio. You want to hear that voice of mine. You want to hear me say what God has to say. So I needed to fill myself so that I could then give it back to you guys. So now... This is a new year, as I've said several times since I've been here. <laughs> um, and it's also the start of a new season for, for people, right? Because winter just came in not too long ago in December. And actually, for me, I don't look at the new year in January as being a new year for me. Yes, it's a new year. Don't get me wrong. It's a new year. But as far as when I look at my accomplishments or look at what I wanted to complete in a certain amount of time, my year, and I'm sure a lot of you have heard me say this before, my year begins my birthday. Because you figure that's when I took my, oh, I'm here world, are you ready? Breath. So from that day going forward to the next time around the sun, that is what I consider to be my new year. So I'm in the new year of what the world says is new year. Well, part of the world, because see, there are some people that still, they have different calendars as well. Like Chinese people have a new year in February. Jewish people had their new year in October. So everybody has their own new year. But for the air quote new year here being January, I'm, looking at my year being from June. So I'm mid-year right now. Although I'm saying happy new year, I'm really in my mid-year because you figure it's been like, what, six months now since June. So I'm at my halfway mark. And when I look back over my accomplishments from my halfway mark, in retrospect, I feel I've accomplished a lot, but I could have done more. And this is just transparency here. I could have done more. And I could have done more. Ready for it? If I had been more intentional with my goals. Oh, I hear everybody gasping. What? Kay wasn't intentional when she did it. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, guilty as charged. I will admit it. If I'm not careful... And if I'm not mindful, and if I'm not paying attention, I can drift away. 
I can become distracted. Remember how I always said about the navigation system that's guiding you, right? And for a moment, my navigation system wasn't working properly. I didn't do the updates to my app. And how many of you know, when you're traveling around and you don't have the proper updates on your technology, excuse me, Excuse me. When you don't have the proper technology, when your updates aren't kept up on your iPhone, on your computers, on any of you that have smart homes, you know, the thermostats, the microwave, the refrigerator, the equipment will not function properly. Well, needless to say, my navigation system was leading me to roads that didn't even exist anymore, right? I would have never gotten to my appointed destination following what the GPS was telling me. It kept rerouting, rerouting, rerouting because it was looking for streets that had been removed. So now if anybody's following this analogy with me, you know that if you're, if you're traveling and you're using your navigational app, if that street no longer exists because maybe they put up a highway or maybe they put up a new building, although you put in that address, if your system hasn't been updated, it's going to go by the old information. So it's going to lead you to a point. But then when you get there, you're going to be looking around like, wait, where, wait, what, where am I? Because you need the new information to get you to where you need to go. So I ask, how many of you have been traveling with a GPS that has not been updated? And as you're traveling, like I said, you're getting directions to places that are no longer there. So in this new year, we have to be intentional about where we're going and what we're doing and how we're going to get there. Because the landmarks have changed. It definitely has changed. And everything the way you knew it to be is not the same. Although it might feel familiar, like, I know I used to go this way. But then when you get there, it's something else. And this is what the Bible refers to as renewing your mind. See, if we keep with the same mindset that we had from before, whenever we think about something, it's going to direct us back to what our old navigational system used to have programmed in it. So yes, we would automatically revert back to those old friends, revert back to those old habits, revert back to those old addictions, revert back to those old attitudes. But see, that's not what God has planned for us. So just like the navigational systems in your car, on your phone, the Bible is our download to update our navigational systems, which is our mind. And that's why when your mind is renewed, everything will appear the way it should be. Things are going to look different. You will then recognize the new neighborhoods that you've been taken through. And we're going to go into our scripture, Psalm 119, 65 to 72. And we're going to read. 
And I'm coming from the New King James Version, of course, unless I specify otherwise. You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. Teach your, excuse me. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. Blessed is the reading of the word of the Lord. So today's topic, I want to talk about getting back on track, getting back focused, getting back to who you should be. And what we don't want to do in this new year, is go back. We don't want to look back. We don't want to visit back. We don't even want to think about back. When God is moving you to go forward, because God, we know, is a progressive God. He is moving all of the time. And in this new season, we need to be moving as well. So just like when you don't do the updates on the GPS, when you don't read to renew your mind, and as I said, you will revert back to your old friends, old habits, old attitudes. If God is removing them, or if God has been dealing with you to remove them, you're not going to see, or you're not going to be in a place where you need to be if you keep thinking the old way. So now if God was telling you that you need to leave some people, places, and things for a reason, then you need to leave those people, places, and things for the reason that he gave you. And if you know that God has been dealing dealing with you in certain areas of your life, then you need to pay attention to those things as well because he's not giving it to you just to be giving it to you. Everything that God does is intentional. And that's why everything that we do have to, it has to also be intentional. So as Paul told us in Philippians 3, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, that was Philippians 3, 13 and 14. So we no longer, from what Paul is saying to us, 
He was no longer looking back. He was forgetting those things which were behind him. So we should also no longer look back. We should forget those things that are behind us and say that we are going to grow in Christ. We are going to press toward that goal for the prize. Right? Here, what I'm saying is, you're now becoming more of the new you than the old you. Okay? And I'm going to tell you, a lot of times we've heard God will not put you in places if you're not prepared. Right? God's not going to bring you someplace that he hasn't prepared you for. But can I also tell you, can I tell you this? God will have a situation. And if you haven't been preparing like he's been telling you to do in that situation for that little space of time, however long it takes you to catch on to what he's telling you, you will reflect and say, this is what he, this is why he wanted me to do ABCD. And not saying that because you walked into it and you weren't fully prepared because you had been, it might've just been maybe one or two things that you didn't complete the way he wanted you to, but he will show you, okay, this, you see, this is the reason why. And had you done this, you would have been ready for this. So sometimes, no, he's not going to put you in a giant arena to embarrass you. No, God is not about shaming anybody, but he will show you, he will show you where, okay, yeah, I got to get better with this. Or yeah, I need to do more of that because the next time when this comes around or because I'm here already and this is where I have to operate from and this is what I have to do going forward, I need to be ready for when it's my time again or the next time anything comes up, I don't feel like what's going on, right? Because as Paul said, we have to keep pressing toward the gold. And because we're in a new year, in a new season, in a new everything, let's make everything new. Become more of the new you of where God wants you to go. So now, so now what you say? So now what? Okay, I got to be this new person. I got to press towards the goal of the prize and I got to get ready. And okay, so now what? Well, now here's how you can make your election sure. Second Peter 1, 10 and 11. And now I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Therefore, believers, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. Be sure that your behavior reflects and confirms your relationship with God. For by doing these things, actively developing these virtues, you will never stumble in your spiritual growth and will live a life that leads others away from sin. For in this way, 
entry until the in, into the in, eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be abundantly provided to you. Now, this is where you get the opportunity to tell people what makes you appear to be so different. Because you see what Peter was saying. Be more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. So right there, Peter is letting you know you've been chosen by God. So don't take it lightly. Don't take it as, oh, I'm unworthy. Oh, I can't do this. Yes, you're going to have feelings of, I can't do this. I'm not worthy. Why would God pick me? Yes, that's that's natural because we're human. But when we really start to stand in who we are, and I think that's what God is really trying to get us to understand in this new year. Stand in who you are. If you say you're a child of God, if you say that your Lord and Savior is Jesus Christ, then you stand. You stand up straight. Your back should be aligned. You should not be slumping and, ooh, I'm not sure and cowering down. No, you stand up straight. You walk tall. When you walk into a room, you walk into a room. Your presence has to be known when you walk into that room. And I'm not saying walk into the room making a whole lot of noise. No, when you walk in, you're cordial, you're polite, you have manners. But when you walk in with that Holy Spirit within you, God going before you, because you know it's him who opened the door. So if he opened the door, the gentleman that he is, Walk through like, yes, I belong here. This is what he's trying to get to us in this season. This is what he's telling us to do. And this is what Peter also tells us to do. More diligent to make certain about his calling. Our behavior should reflect and confirm our relationship with God, the way we carry ourselves should be a reflection of who we say we belong to, who we say is leading us. And by doing these things, we won't stumble, right, in our spiritual growth, and we will live a life that will lead others away from sin. Because when people see, wow, How is she always so smiling, happy, calm with everything chaotic going on here in this office? Systems down. Bosses are screaming for reports. It's the new year. We've got to get financials in order. How is she so calm and able to maneuver? How is he so calm with all the pressure that's being put on him? to you got to deliver, you got to deliver, you were supposed to have, how come you didn't do? How is he so calm? We're calm because we know the God we serve. We know who's in control. And we know that if we allow our spirits to get chaotic like everything else around us, 
we're not going to be able to stand back and see what needs to be done, how it needs to be prioritized, what needs to be taken care of. But when the chaos is breaking out around you and you have that peace of God inside of you, Holy Spirit talking to you, reminding you of who you belong to, you can stand back, assess what's going on, pray about the situation. Because as you're standing there in the midst of the chaos, you're praying to the Heavenly Father. Okay, God, you see what's going on before me. How do I attack this? What's the first thing I should do? What words should I say to calm the situation so that I can get everyone's attention so that now we can go forth and do what we have to do for whatever it is we have to do for the company that we work for? And that could work wherever you, that that whole demeanor, that whole carrying of oneself, that whole praying and going to God with everything applies to not just your own personal life, but your work life, social life. God should be in the midst of everything you do. Everything. I know some people used to, I had a girlfriend from college. I still have her as a girlfriend. I can't say I had one because she's still the same girlfriend. And she used to chuckle when I would be praying about a parking space. Like I would be on the phone with her and I'm driving, you know, we're talking in the car as I'm driving. And before I get close to where I need to go, I'd be like, Lord, let me just get a parking space in here, here, here. And I would designate the places that I wanted to park, giving him, you know, like, okay, God, I'll take these options. I really want to be here, but this will be my second choice, third choice. And she would always chuckle because when I got there, I'd be like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And she'd be like, girl, don't tell me. I say, yes, he did. Because what did he say? Ask and it shall be given unto you. So, It's in, he, God wants to be so close to you that he wants to be part of your everyday functions, your everyday functions, even the little tiniest things that you might think, ah, God ain't thinking about that. God is thinking about everything that concerns you. And when you get an opportunity to show that to people, when people see that's how you operate, that's how you live, that's just your everyday, just like breathing in air, this is what you do. They then look at you and are like, I want some of that of what they have. I want some of that of what they're doing. I want some of that. And then that gives you the opportunity to share with them so that their life is not so chaotic, so crazy and confusing and they can't make heads or tails of what's going on. Once you start talking to them about what gives you your peace, what gives you your breakthroughs as they would see it, whereas you look at it as it's just my everyday walking and talking and and being the Holy Spirit will allow you to then minister to them and talk to them and share the good news of the gospel, right? So this is how you get a chance to bless people by telling them about the love of Christ. And you leave them with that blessing and you give them the opportunity to make the decision for themselves. At that point, after you let them know, it's for them to decide because we all have free will and we all have free choice. But either way, 
you're going to continue to move. You're going to continue to go to the destined places that God has already had prepared for you. Our lives are supposed to be the walking testimonies of the goodness of the Lord. So I'm going to let you think about that for a moment. And I think it's time for us to take a music break. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. What Brooklyn sounds like. Thinking about some of the wrongs that I've done. And I'm ashamed to think of all the times that I failed you. Yet still you never changed. And I can't quite figure out the reasons why Lord, why you care You're always there How do you explain the way you care for me? Oh, why do you keep me safely right in your arms? No love can compare So incredibly rare So Of all the many lies I've told, you still forgave. In spite of all my failed attempts to show the same compassion you bestow, you're the only one who sees and knows my heart. And I'm mesmerized by how amazing you are. How do you explain the way you care for me? Oh. Father, your love 
is unconditional. Girls lifting up the hands. Yes. There's a lifting of the hearts. Chicks, there is a lift. There's a lifting of the heart. 
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Let's get into our musical selections of what we just listened to. Of course, you know we started out top of the hour with Making Changes by Grace. We then heard from Joshua Rogers singing Unconditional, Israel Horton, There's a Lifting of the Hands, and Cece Whining with I Surrender All. It is now time for the part of the show that I call Op-Ed. And in Op-Ed today, we're going to continue. Okay, see, for this month of January, we're going to get our solid foundation because there's things we have to do going forward this year. So if this sounds like it's a repeat for some, it might be new to others. Whatever it is, God is saying, I need to have you grounded because when you get out there, I need you to know what you're doing. So in everything that he has for us to do. And as I said, we need to be walking testimonies. Our lives need to be walking testimonies of the goodness of the Lord in our life. And God knows what we need. God is very well aware of what we need before we even ask him for it, right? But we still have to come into agreement with what he has for us. Because just because he's laid out a plan for our life, that doesn't mean we have to follow it. See, that's where that's where that free will, free choice comes in. You really don't have to follow what God has set for you. I mean, it would be foolish not to, but you can say, nah, nah that's not what I want. I'd rather do this. Instead, but you can't when you say, I'd rather do this instead, then come running back when stuff don't work out the way you want it to, right? Because he already laid out what he wanted you to do. And yes, I'm not saying that that road is going to be perfect and without any bumps, but at least, you know, with the bumps, okay, God knew that bump was coming up. So now it was just, okay, that bump that was there, it was put there because maybe he's trying to get my attention for something with something to do something, right? But when you go out on your own, your bumps are your bumps. So in order for us to come into agreement with what he has for us, we do that through prayer. When we pray, we're coming into agreement with what God has already set up for us in our lives. And we could take a look at Isaiah 40, 28 and 29. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. He understands. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. So right there, Isaiah is letting us know. Don't you know? Did somebody tell you? That the everlasting God creator of the ends of the earth, 
He doesn't faint, nor is he weary. His understanding is unsearchable, meaning he, you couldn't even possibly begin to think about what he understands when it comes to your life, your husband's life, your kid's life, your mother, father, sister, brother, co-worker, but you don't know. God knows. He gives power to the weak. So when you feel you can't deal with it anymore, he gives you strength. And that's where the prayer comes in because you're in communication with him. And just like the opposite is true as well. If you don't incorporate prayer into your life, if you want to, like I said, make that choice, ah, I think I want to do this my way instead. I'm going to pass on what you have for me, Lord. You will become weary and you will find yourself carrying burdens that God never intended for you to carry. Discouragement, doubt, disillusion, all these things are the byproducts of not choosing God, what he had for you, and incorporating prayer into your life. Prayer is our communication with God. And we should always have an open line of communication with the Father. Because like in the rest of the chapter, Isaiah says, 4031, he states, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So just think about it. When you don't have a prayer life, you're bringing in disillusion, tiredness, carrying all the extra burdens that you shouldn't carry. Because Jesus said, cast your cares upon me. So that meant when something is weighing you down and you're heavy, give it to him. You know, like when you come from the grocery store and you have all these extra bags and you're struggling to get into the house and then your kid runs to the door, you don't say move out the way so I could get in the house. You, boom, here, take this. Cast your cares. That's what Jesus is saying. When you're carrying heavy burdens and it's like too much for you, why are you struggling? Just give it to me. Give it to me. I'm standing right here waiting for you to give it to me. And that, when you give that burden, when you give all that extra weight that you're carrying around, it makes it so much easier for you to continue walking because now you're not, you're not, you're not pulling behind you extra stuff that you don't need to. Because like, let Jesus handle it. Uh, you know what? I don't have the answer to that. But you know, I know somebody who does. Go to prayer. Okay, Lord, you see, you see what's happening, right? I, I can't deal with it. Because if I try to touch it, I'm just going to make a mess of it. I'm just going to leave it in your hands. And then I'm not going to worry about it anymore. And that's what you do. You leave it in his hands. You've already talked to him about it. He's already aware of the situation. He knew the situation before you talked to him. But in you talking to him, you were confirming with him that, yes, you're now in agreement with him for what he has set forth. Give it to him and keep it moving. When you do that prayer, you are telling him, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I understand. Okay, yeah, here, you handle this. I'm going over here and I'm going to handle that. And you get to continue on with the rest of the journey that he had already set for you in your life. Right? And he doesn't want us to get too comfortable 
in because we have a tendency to get comfortable when things are going well that we don't talk to him. We don't still take things to him because we're like, okay, everything's fine. So, you know, I don't need to talk to you. I'm only going to talk to you when I have to give you something, even if if I remember to talk to you when I have to give you something. But he wants us to talk to him all the time. He wants us to talk to him even when things are going well. Like, hey, you know what? This was a good day, Lord. Thanks. I don't know what you did to remove those blocks, but I didn't come up against anything today. You know what? Thank you. I appreciate that. He likes that too. He likes to he likes that communication so that your that prayer keeps you in agreement with what he's doing. It it you go you enter into agreement with what he has already set for your life. So just like when you're casting your cares and giving him your burdens, you're also telling him, "Hey, I appreciate that you gave me a good peaceful day today. I enjoyed that. It was wonderful." Let's do it again tomorrow. You know, it's like he looks for that conversation. He looks to know that you are walking in as he has directed you and that you acknowledge everything that he's that he's been placing in you through the Holy Spirit. You're acknowledging. Yes, I did receive that, Lord. Thank you. So. I want you to ponder this information in this new season, in this new year. God is looking for you to know his word and to follow his word. He's looking for us to be obedient. And we should be looking to become the new people, new creatures, new individuals that he has set forth for us to be. And this should be this should not be something new to you that I'm saying. Because, you know, I sprinkle it throughout all the conversations that I have here on the show. And if you think back to like the minor prophets, when we did that back in the day, way back when, when we did the minor prophets. You noticed how God was always speaking to his people. And he uses if we use those stories, we can use it as examples of what not to do when it comes to following the way of the Lord. Right. And since this is the beginning of the year and everybody wants to start a new reading plan, oh, I want to read the Bible in a year. Ta-da! What better way to get the word into you than with your Bible, Bible reading plan, right? So you can read these stories, you can see the outcomes, and you can understand, mm, maybe it wouldn't be too smart to do it that way, or maybe I should try it this way because I see what happened when this happened and that happened, right? So... This is going to be a year where we're going to take dominion over all principalities that are not aligned with the word of God. Because the forces of evil are running rampant out there. They're running rampant. They're trying to destroy people's lives. They're even trying to destroy your life. And there's a lot of churches that's not talking about this. They're not talking about this. And I'm not talking about that I want to be Find you know, fire and brimstone. You're going to hell if you don't do that. You're going to burn in hell if you keep doing that. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But people need to realize there is a good and evil, right? And anytime you open the door to the enemy in your life, he's going to bring friends and set up a residence. And let me tell you something. The way that you open the door, even as a believer, 
is through sin. And when you don't repent, unrepentant sin gives him foothold in your life. And let me clarify something. Let me just clarify this for for what, you know, for people who might not understand what I'm saying or understand where I'm going with this. Jesus died for every and any sin that we could ever think of committing. He's covered them all when he shed his blood on Calvary. So when we sin today, it's not like we're in danger of losing our salvation, but we open that window that allows the enemy to come in and do whatever he wants in our life, right? Because sin is the portal by which the enemy is able to get back in. It's like, okay, you put up a shield. It's like you put up, you put up a door so that you don't, so people just can't walk freely in and out, in and out, in and out. But then when you unlock the door, then people can walk in and out, in and out because the door is unlocked. Yeah, there's a door there, but until you lock it again, they're going to be able to walk in and out, in and out. That's what sin does with the enemy. When you, uh, when you have sin in your life or continue to sin, even though Jesus has covered that sin for you, he's made it easier for you to be able to get rid of that sin because all you have to do is say, oh, Lord, forgive me. And it's done. You don't have you don't have to go find turtle doves and sacrifice and all that stuff. But once you sin, you still open that door to the enemy. And sometimes the price is too high to pay. Sometimes the price is just too high to pay. And we're going to continue this next week because I see my time is getting short. But I'm going to touch upon this just to remind us because there are some things that I do want to talk about next week. Because like I said, this month of January, I'm preparing us to go out to do what we need to do going forth the rest of the work, you know, the rest of the year for the kingdom. So I'm going to stop here with this. I'm going to pick this up next week. We're going to continue talking about this because because I see my time is growing short. I do want to give us our word for the month because, hey, it is January, right? January 2024. And that means a new word. And our word for this month is veracity. Conformity to facts. Accuracy. And that's what we're going to be doing going forward. We're going to be only speaking truth, speaking facts, speaking what is God's word. Anything contrary to the word is a lie. And our promise for the week is coming from Luke 21 and 36. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, that scripture is going to make more sense next week when I finish up everything that I was talking about here today. But for this week, you can still watch and pray. Even though you don't understand the rest of what I said about, well, what is she talking about to be counted worthy? What are we trying to escape from? You'll see next week. I'm going to get into that, but this is getting you prepared to be ready to watch and pray, right? So with that, my lovelies, time is Creeping up on me, it has been a pleasure to be here. I am so excited to be back in the studio, giving you the word of God. As you can see, I am energized. I am woohoo, 
woo, ready to go. And I hope you're ready to go as well. So I say, everyone, have a beautiful rest of your week. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And until God brings us together again next week to continue with this topic that is oh so important, I say, peace be unto you.